Good morning. On this ball of question crunch, Angie Ducleth is here to answer questions about her work in comics, accessorizing demons, and Henry's love of bullying the citizens of Hyrule. Uh, my my audio is gonna suck because okay, I am using uh, the camera, my computer camera, and sometimes yeah. it makes a purr sound, like a predator purr. So it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this whole weekend has had, uh, and we're already recording, so I'm de- I'm definitely down for yeah. this being the start of the interview. The yeah, question. I just spilled my drink, so we're we're off to a running start. Fantastic. <laughs> do we do we need to cut this out, or can you talk while you're playing? I I. I can I I can talk. I've got my my AirPods. Okay, cool. All right. This is, That's this is live TV, folks. <laughs> Hi, Henry. What's up? Yeah. No. This weekend. I spilled a drink. Yeah. This <laughs> Sorry. Week, uh, you mentioned this few past few years. We're just always in retrograde. Just things keep messing up. And <laughs> you know, it's I'm I'm just so unbelievably excited to be here that like I couldn't even contain. I was just like ah. Just spilling, spilling drinks. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. This is exciting. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't seen you since last, uh, since, <laughs> since uh, prior to the lockdowns, uh, it was at Comic Fest. And then they were like, oh, guess what? Because I, I remember at Comic Fest, at that Comic Fest, that was, uh, we knew that uh, COVID was coming or we knew that we, that we, we couldn't hold hands. We couldn't get too close, but we were still just freeballing it. We, we were really, <laughs> we were following rules, but not really. And then the lockdowns happened and then really shit started getting real, real fast. Yeah. Like, so for those watching who don't know me, um, I, I work in local news as uh, my, my day job. And, you know, I, I have through one medium or another, like covered um, through editing the Ebola, the Zika. And so I thought it was just going to be like, okay, like, this is another like disease du jour and you know, COVID's going to come and go like Ebola did and blah, blah, blah. And the, the key thing that I kind of forgot was that um, for those other diseases, we were under a different presidential administration. Um, and uh, I'm not going to get too into that, but let's just say like the, the response that happened with coronavirus was way different than, you know, the previous one. And I think that's something I forgot to kind of take into account. Like we're kind of going off the charted way here. And lo and behold, um, we are where we are today. <laughs> so when you say that, I'm not going to get too into that. Is it because you think that it'll be too controversial? No, it's it's because I I don't know. I, I've had to listen to that guy for so long. And I mean, I'm not at all a fan of him. I want to make that clear. <laughs> but it's just more like out of fatigue because it's just like I... I like I grew up watching like Trump on TV and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I am so beyond fatigued about talking about him just because I think we're kind of all agree that this administration, his administration was not really good for the majority of the country. Um, but, and, and another part of it too, is just like, I, I work in an environment where people do vote for him. So it's just kind of become like a self-censoring type of thing, just because I'm so unbelievably exhausted about like having to explain to people why I think he's bad because of objective truths, not because of any like, you know, personal opinions about the guy. Although my personal opinions about the guy aren't that great either, so. <laughs> okay, just making sure because I- No, no I am I, not a fan. 
I want to be clear. I am not a fan. <laughs> I've had I've, folks like tiptoe around uh, hating on Trump on this on this podcast, and I'm like, no, you don't have to tiptoe. I fucking hate yeah. the guy, and no, everyone can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like again, part of it is just like it's become a habit now, just because I don't know. Well, I mean, with, with you guys, I figured it, it's probably a safe space, but it's just something I do like unconsciously now. Just like, you know, I don't want to get into it, guys. I'm just saying just because yeah. everyone is so combative when they do disagree with you. So I'm just like, uh, it, it totally makes sense. It's a, it's a good way of being safe. Um, there's been a lot of moments where uh, I'll be chatting with someone and I'll be cool and things will be fine, but they'll say one positive thing about Trump. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> nope. we were cool <laughs> yeah yeah I um I dated a guy once like this is and it wasn't even like that serious it was very clearly like I'm bored and you're nice I guess and then he started like sharing more and more of his political opinions and I'm just like why why did you have to open your mouth we had a nice thing going like I can't get on board with this anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I, I could was... yeah Sorry, I was at a party. I was at a party, and uh, I told myself I wouldn't get political. And the someone said that they were a nerd. I was like, "Awesome, cool." So you're in the comics. You, you like comics? And like, oh, not that kind of nerd. I was like, oh, video games. Nope, not that kind of nerd. And I was like, well, uh, science. You know, uh, yeah, the Mars yeah. rover recorded the sound of the uh, winds on Mars. That's pretty awesome. And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, what kind of nerd? She's political. It's like, cool. I organized a march against Trump. And then she's like, what? And she she's a Trump fan. I was like. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, and see, yeah, I, I'm tired of stepping on all these different like landmines and and yeah, and my and my last comment is just like the thing that baffles me the most is like I've seen so many people talk about him and make it seem like what made him the man he is today. Like he's not an enigma. It's been pretty obvious what made him the man he is today. He grew up with a, you know a very warped sense of self-entitlement. He was extremely rich. And even despite all his bankruptcies, is still like perceived to be this wealthy demagogue, you know, and it's just, there's no, there's no mystery to it. He's just an egotistical man who has gotten away with it for however long and will apparently continue to do so because not enough people in power care about the damage he's done. So that, and that's part of the reason why I'm just like, I've had, this guy has been just like a nuisance my entire life, like from childhood until me at the ripe old age of 29. So I'm just like, the less I talk about him at this point, the better, because I'm so beyond sick of him. <laughs> yeah, the fatigue makes sense. And I, I'm sorry to dwell on it. But no, it's all good. It's all good. I, no, I, want, I, think... I always want to make it clear that I hate him <laughs> and I don't want anyone to think I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just tough because like, you know, and this, this will be my last point, but this is, I don't know. I, I, again, just kind of circling back to the combative stuff. Like that's why I'm just like, I really don't want people to know my opinions because I don't, I don't feel like I have to explain it, but people always like, you know, well, why do you, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, look at lists one through a hundred. Like I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, you're allowed to have your opinions, even though I may disagree with them just like you disagree with me, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something that's actually nice, you know? So anyway, that's my last point on that. <laughs> Speaking of which, you're a comic book artist. I am, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your art history? What is my art history? I, so I started drawing when I was like two and, you know, 
kitty drawings, whatever. But my mom said that I would just spend like hours and hours at like my little um, drawing tables. And then um, the moment that kind of like made me go like, I think I actually, I actually really want to pursue this happened when I was, I think around 10. Um, I was visiting my cousin and he had like this really cool drawing of like, I think Jade from Mortal Kombat or something similar to that. And I'm just like, oh, that's so awesome. Like from now on, I want to do everything so I could like get to that guy's level. And so, and that was me at age 10. My cousin, I think was like 12 at the time. And, you know, and I, I think I've surpassed that, but it's that, that initial spark of just like that, like, whoa, like was something I've always like wanted to achieve too. And I still have those moments when I look at like really amazing artwork on Instagram, like, okay, I want to get to that guy's level now, you know? So that's kind of what keeps me going. Uh, did you take any courses to get you to where you are? Sorry, hold on. What, honey? <laughs> you know, can't. How about we call your dad? He he knows more about that game than I do. Do you want to say hi to the Zoom call? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm I'm game with saying hi. Is it okay? No. All right. No. Shy this I promise. Thing. I promise I'll help you when I'm done. Okay. Okay. He's gonna call <laughs> his dad. His dad's more of the Zelda expert than I am, anyway. So. Is it difficulty with the video game? Yeah, he's trying to find the Gerudo Scimitar. I am and... so far beyond, like I, I haven't played <laughs> video games in so long. Like I remember when I was younger, I helped my little brother with video games. Now at this level, I don't think I could help anyone. <laughs> I think I'm incredibly incompetent with video games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great way to like, for me, it sucks like six hours out of my day, like easily. And that's like, oh yeah, that's why I stopped playing video games because like, I I cannot, I go from zero to a hundred, like way too quick. And I, I can't find that middle ground. We're keeping it really real today on the pod. I like it real. I love it real because <laughs> we all are real and we're all human beings. And having a kid ask for help with a video game is, if, if you're around a kid who plays video games, you're going to, you're going to get that question. But have you taken any courses or classes to get to where you're at? Um, I've taken a couple. I am mostly self-taught. Um, but um, as recently as 2018, I was taking some uh, workshop classes with um, Korean artist Kim Jung-gi. Um, and I don't know if you've seen his work on Instagram, but like my friends call him like the ink wizard because he'll do these like amazing like ink drawings like just off the top of his head. And they come out like flawlessly and and so um the biggest like takeaway from that workshop was how um really important it is to just practice the fundamentals because he said like I basically like he's I think in his 40s now but he's like yeah when I was like in my 20s I just kept on drawing boxes different kinds of boxes boxes at different angles then I tried applying that same principle to you know drawing the human head or drawing a cat or blah 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 and so yeah, he he basically spent like 10 years just like working on the fundamentals and like grinding away. And that's how he got to this like God tier level of like artistry. So that was really big lesson that I learned from that from that workshop. I feel like there's been a lot of instances where I'm around people who are really fantastic artists, but they forget how important the fundamentals are. Yeah, I feel like the fundamentals are never going to leave you. You always have to practice really simple stuff, no matter what level you get to. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, like, and that's something that I like going back to my like 10 year old, like, whoa, moment. I thought I would just jump right in and just start drawing like anime characters or whatever. Um, and it took me until I was like in my 20s before I realized like I should probably just focus on what it's like to just to draw a regular person and then build on that. Because, you know, any artist will tell you like drawing hands is probably one of the hardest things to draw. My God, this is LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of carbonated water. Um, any artist will tell you like hands are one of the most like difficult things to draw. And, and yeah, I've got like all different fingers doing all sorts of things. So studying that, you know, like and actually taking the time to like today, I'm going to just, just draw hands has helped me kind of grasp like, okay, so the palm is shaped like this and the fingers can go this way or that way. And really kind of helps you get into that mindset, I guess. I think the hardest part, like I love drawing hands. That's never a hard part for me. And I'm not saying that as a brag. I just really love drawing hands because I draw them not human, I guess. I draw them looking really weird, but I love I love <laughs> the fact that every finger does its own thing and you can do a lot of really fun with that. But mm -hmm. the thing that I always have a hard time with is remembering how many joints are on one finger. Like I'll be like, <laughs> all right, there's a million on this one. There's 10 joints on this finger. And I'm like, wait, nope, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I, I've gotten, I've, I've drawn some really cr creative uh, interpretations of human hands where it's like, oh yeah, like you're saying like this hat, this finger has eight joints, enjoy. <laughs> you know, or my favorite one is just like, don't know what to do with them, put them in a pocket. <laughs> 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 or have them just out of frame. <laughs> um, there's a lot of times where I'm working with a writer and they'll give me like really vague stuff and I, it's, it's weird because I, I, I always tell writers, like, if I don't know the emotion of the character or if the character isn't doing anything dramatic, I have to figure out what to do with the hands. So mm -hmm. am I going to put them in the pocket? Am I doing this kind of thing? I need to know what the tone of voice is because the posture and the position that I put everything on them is important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... One thing that I find that's really fascinating about your artwork is um, how you accessorize a character, because I feel like I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty basic, and a lot of my characters that I draw turn out to be kind of <laughs> non-binary because I'm just like, you know what, t-shirt, pants, I'm done, I'm good, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to draw jewelry, I don't have to draw anything else, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about jackets. I don't have to worry about fashion. There are some times where I'll Google that, but if I don't see examples on Instagram of how they're dressed, t-shirt and pants. <laughs> so what is your process of accessorizing the characters? Accessorizing, oh my. Um, I think I just drawn a lot of influence from like fantasy shows or fantasy designs. So, and, and lately right now I've been really feeling kind of more Eastern or Central European um, sort of aesthetics. So, so that's kind of been like, okay, like the, like the Russian Kokoshnik, um, like there's this uh, Polish account called like Agnia Sophia. So I'll, it's, I'll link it or send you the link to that. But they do these really beautiful like Kokoshniks that's kind of inspired by like Russian and Polish and all these other Eastern European sort of uh, cultures. And so, um, I drew that once and people were like, oh, wait, so are you like Russian? I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm and for the record, I'm Mexican, if people are wondering. Um, but I don't know, I just find that design and that whole like cultural headpiece to be really, really beautiful. 
And then I think I've just kind of in interpreted that or, or incorporated that um, like a lot of like big floral or like ornate elements just because it's fun. I don't want to get too ornate because it's a pain in the neck to do like very meticulous details sometimes. But um, so yeah, to answer your question, just Eastern European meets like generic fantasy kind of styles has kind of been like the biggest influence with my character accessories, I guess. <laughs> And I've seen that in your artwork when you say, I, I gotta try not to be too ornate, but you get pretty hardcore ornate. And this is coming from, <laughs> this might be coming from someone who doesn't do any ornate stuff, but <laughs> you did a pattern on someone's outfit and it was symmetrical. It, the pattern had to be copied on the other side. And I was looking at it to see if you just copied and pasted it, but you didn't because there were imperfections. And I'm like, but they're, they're not, they're not huge imperfections. You did the symmetry <laughs> really amazingly. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to, is it, is it this one maybe? Um, no, it was some kind of pattern that's on the chest area. And I was looking at your, I can't remember if it was on Facebook or Instagram, but there oh, okay. was, there was a lot of loops. And whenever I look to see if there's copy and paste going on, I'll look for slight imperfections. And there were. Is it this one? Nope, not that one either. Oh, I'll, I'll okay. Find it. I'll find it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, I will avoid some like when I tell people draw how to draw. When I when I give people tips, a lot of times I'll tell them, uh, don't make the character look straight at the person because then you have to worry about symmetry. I try to have the character looking off to the side because then I can worry about the cheekbone and the jawline, but don't have to worry about things really being perfect. Mm -hmm. I'll try to cheat. And if, if I have an outfit that has to be symmetrical, I will draw their hands over the symmetrical part where I can just draw some of it and not all of it. <laughs> yeah. I will always try to find a way to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us do. Like as nice as it is to draw like really beautifully ornate, like brocade, like unless you've got, and like, and this maybe helps me, I don't know which drawing you're specifically referring to, but Procreate on the iPad kind of has like a symmetry filter or something where you can kind of like set where the the symmetrical center line is and then what you draw like it, it automatically gets mirrored on the, the other side um so maybe i did it that way um and then like went in later to kind of like add more details or something but um but yeah it's it, it does get old after a while you're like oh god another flirtily great <laughs> I feel like I have to get into procreate because uh, I did not know that you can mirror what you're drawing on one side. That is really convenient. <laughs> True tea, like procreate has become like really, really helpful for like a lot of digital artists. So, so yeah, I, re I recommend the program if you, if you have access to, to an iPad and stylus. I, I might have to make that happen because I keep hearing all <laughs> the things about procreate. Um, what is one of your favorite things to draw? What is my, oh man. Uh, for so long, it was just like generic fantasy ladies. <laughs> like, I don't know, I think, think like fairies and vampires, but all very like, you know, femme presenting uh, people. And I think part of that too, is just cause like growing up watching a lot of animes. Henry, are you okay? Henry, can you calm down please? Thank you. Don't break anything. Are you mad? Okay. Well, maybe stop fighting with the girls. 
he's in the level of Gerudo Town, and for some reason he's picking fights with the Gerudo Town guards, forgetting that the Gerudo Town guards are the most strong uh, army in all of Hyrule. So he's getting frustrated by the fact that they keep beating him. But Link is the one who is dressed up as a girl at this point in the game because you're not allowed to be a boy inside the city of Gerudo, and he's picking fights with them. And now he's mad that they're fighting back. So that's that was what was going on over here. So anyway, and, <laughs> favorite... and Henry can't hear me, right? No. Okay, Henry, fuck them up, fuck them all up. I want to make sure that listeners don't think I'm actually telling the kid to fuck them up. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> encouraging violence amongst children in video games. Yeah. So anyway, my favorite things to draw. My, Especially authority uh, figures. Fuck authority figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Legend of Zelda has yet to challenge the power dynamics of the uh, absolute monarchy that apparently rules Hyrule. Um, but that's a you know TED talk for another day. So <laughs> yeah, Henry, stop hitting the people of, of Gerudo. <laughs> he's just, the way he plays it. He's just this character that just goes around like starting trouble wherever he goes. Oh my gosh. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's fascinating <laughs> to watch. I'm sorry. Anyway, my favorite things to draw, vampires and, and fantasy fairies, or, or at least that was for a long time. Now I'm trying to kind of diversify things a little bit more. Um, I've, I've kind of gravitated more towards um, drawing more, what's it called? I don't know, more like gothic or, or like angels and demon type themed figures. So Something that I most recently drew was kind of this like eye, evil eye mixed with like Angel of Seraphim. Um, and I had a lot of fun drawing this. Um, and then another one I did was kind of like based off of like another, you know, photography work, but very, very sexy vampire-esque type stuff going on here. And because it's side boob, Instagram didn't flag me for it. So <laughs> <laughs> Do they flag art? Because I heard, I thought I heard something that art is fine. They will sometimes flag me. Stop it. Can you please calm down? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, maybe you should stop picking fights with them and maybe like go to Rito Village or something. You're going to, well, maybe if you start fight with the Rito Villagers, they'll be less strong to fight back. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Or the Zora people, yeah. Okay, well, if you keep fighting with them, they're going to fight back. See, we're learning lessons about bodily autonomy and what happens when you don't live in a consequence-free world, so. Go, go, bully, so, go, bully, the t go bully the weaker town. The, <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey, Gerudo. No, 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 no. What you want are the Ritos. They're a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, they don't have weapons. They don't oh. have weapons. A bunch of birds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make a really know. interesting pod. Huh? I like how calmly he said no when you're like, "Calm down." I was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, he's learning how to you know push boundaries a little. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I forgot what we were talking about. So they well, Instagram. What I was really cool was when you chose when you show the angel. Um, I feel like. I watch a lot of videos on YouTube of folks who uh, claim to have gone to hell in a dream, like God showed them hell. And it's really fascinating because 
they have a lot of really cool ideas, really cool art ideas or inspirations that I listen to where they're like, yeah, I saw this one demon, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ooh, there's a nugget of something creative there that I really want to steal. <laughs> I mean, say what you want. The devil keeps things interesting, you know? <laughs> have you watched Cuphead? Moment. Have I what? Have you watched any of Cuphead, the show? No, so I haven't watched the show proper, but because of you know this little one, uh, we've seen a lot of uh, like clips on YouTube that people like remix or whatever. So, and I'm I'm vaguely aware of the plot where he's like he's a cuphead and somehow he descends into hell and it's some weird like 1930s inspired cartoon that takes on Dante's Inferno or something. It's a really interesting concept. It's just that uh, I really like because because they had the video game, but then uh, just a few days ago they came out with well when this airs it'll be a few weeks ago, um, mm. but I love the show and I feel like they're really trying to get me to love the devil more than ever because the devil's cool on this cartoon and he sings and dances and I'm a big fan of musicals and so when the devil starts singing I'm like sold here's my soul I don't care I don't need this keep singing to me buddy. <laughs> that's how he gets you that's how he gets you um i gotta say though just like from like a literary standpoint obviously real world evil is bad but from a literary point of view like it's way more fun seeing like the villain story story arc provided that it's well written but like what do you two just get boring like what do you gotta do save a bunch of orphans and talk about the importance of cleaning up after picking up litter or something the devil will like <laughs> like orgy parties and and <laughs> encourage you to engage in every debauched behavior he keeps things interesting that's all i'm saying and drawing evil is fun drawing demons is fun it's way fun they're all bloody and like got horns coming out of their heads and they're like god and then it makes your mom go and then you're like mom i'm not a devil worshiper i swear so we've had many conversations she and i but anyway okay. so so the devil and my mom's trouble relationship with him i guess <laughs> catholic catholicism boy does that leave a mark on some people some people like myself or my mom and uh when you when she discovers that you got a, a skull tattoo on your back she starts to cry so yeah that was fun <laughs> uh, my mom's jewish so the devil doesn't exist so there's that <laughs> there you go i you know i had uh, well, you know Gideon, like Gideon, as you know, is of Jewish descent. And I was telling him the story about how my mom was like, oh, you're in Vista and I live right down the street and you're not going to visit me. That's cool. And he was like, boy, Jewish and Catholic guilt really aren't that different. Are they? <laughs> <I'm> like, nope. <laughs> nope. It's, it's, a common, it's a common coupling. And it's really interesting to see whenever uh, um, someone who's Catholic joins with someone who's Jewish, I'm like, yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> the cultures yeah. really blend very well. <laughs> exactly exactly um, but because I, I told my mom that i've been hanging out with a lot of uh the satanic temple and my mom's like do they worship satan i'm like no i don't believe in satan and my mom's like cool all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i don't know speaking of the satanic temple like i'm currently taking a horror writing class and the instructor apparently used to be high priest of the temple of set which isn't like satanic proper but it's kind of in that like same vein of like western occultism so people assume it's devil worshiping 
and uh, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> Just put it that way. That's kind of rad. Yeah. So hi, um, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Hi? Okay. Sorry. I love drawing demons because you don't have to worry about, uh, especially if you go to like, uh, I was going to say, you don't have to worry about too much about anatomy because they're already monsters that pretty much get to draw. They get to have as many eyes as you want, as many appendages as you want. And I feel like as when you get closer to Lovecraft demons, you get to really go nuts with all of the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like... Hi, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how uh, like I like with that um angel thing that I just showed you like I did some research on like biblically accurate angels and I'm like it's funny how like more of an eldritch horror they were they, they are they are because they're just like imagine a wheel covered in eyes with a bunch of wings it's like what the heck is this <laughs> yeah you think it's funny <laughs> so, I love seeing the the hand. yeah there we go <laughs> They're just keeping things interesting today. Hi. <laughs> anyway, so so demons are fun because you could just throw anatomy to the wind, as you said. Well, I, I know I see like a lot of memes where they're talking about the older angels where the the really terrifying wheels are covered in eyes and wings. And I love the memes that say that have the angels saying, do not fear me. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna be terrified of that. There's no <laughs> way an angel can tell me don't fear me, and he's covered in fire and wings and eyes. No. Yeah. Like, oh, flaming eyeballs, great. That's relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> I am the voice of God. Keep it away from me. Keep it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let's hope that the voice of God is Alan Rickman. Hello. <laughs> so we're just doing some hair examining here. It's cool. So. <laughs> um, because this is going to come out in March. Right now it's February, but it's going to come out in March. Um, it made me think about luck because that makes me think of March makes me think about St. Patrick's Day, which makes me think about luck. Um, mm. Which dragon do you think that Falcor, being Falcor being a luck dragon, which dragon do you think Falcor should ask out? Um, I read a book in middle school called Aragon. I think the dragon in that book is called Seraphina. And she seemed cool. She seemed like, you know, She's got, she passes the vibe check as a kid say today. So, so maybe Serafina, probably. I don't think that I've <laughs> heard vibe more than I have this past weekend. <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching a lot of TikTok in quarantine and, and the Gen Z kids sort of <laughs> gave me a different vernacular. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that I there's there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of terminology that even though I'm I do go online a lot and I do watch TikTok, I do watch YouTube, but I just can't get vibe into my <laughs> into my regular conversations. It just doesn't sound it's it's one of those words that I, if it comes out of me, it just sounds weird. <laughs> I think it helps that like my my last job was over at um it, it used to be based out of SDSU University in San Diego and because I was surrounded by a bunch of college kids it kind of like got me to the, like yeah youthful mindset plus you know I look young so people thought that I was a college student I'm like oh my god I totally am I'm 29 but you don't know that mm. <laughs> like I'll, I'll see online where it says oh that that thing's a whole mood and I'm like all right <laughs> the whole ass mood <laughs> 
Am I 29? Yeah. Are you five? Or are you almost six? Five is a good age to be. He's almost six. Yeah, his birthday's in March. So the March is oh. a big, big month for us too. Oh, he's going to turn six. Uh, better, be, turn six. better start looking for a job. I know. No, don't have to <laughs> tell him that. <laughs> you, well, you didn't see, but you, you, you kind of overheard his reaction to, you know, when the Gerudo ladies were, were fighting back against Link's uh, reign of terror. So, so hopefully he'll, he'll learn to kind of toughen up in the job market. Was blocking it. What? Link was blocking it. What was blocking it? Link was. Oh, Link was blocking it. Okay. Yeah, with the shield. Okay. Well, there you go. All you need is a shield, and you can bully anyone you want. There you go. Yeah. See, lessons, lessons to teach the youth. <laughs> so. Such a great uh, influence on him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so it was interesting to find out what day this was, this uh, episode is going to come out because it's going to come out March 11th and March 10th is Mario day because when you write the, the date, it's Mar and then Rio. Um, oh, yeah. But then March 11th is National Plumbing Day. <laughs> like it's Plumber Appreciation or something like that. And so I'm like, that's very, Mar that's going to be a very Mario weekend. Okay. <laughs> and when I wrote this question about Mario, you because it, it's it's what mario item would you want to be to find in japan's super mario land and when i sent that question to you you did not know that super mario land was a thing i did not know no but now i might have to start planning a trip to to uh, japan and also um, it's, got, it's not like the hedgehog making a cameo well ha, 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 did you see some of the images of super mario land uh not yet but i should probably look that up Henry, they're opening a Super Mario Land in Japan. You want to go? Oh, it's already open. It opened uh, last year. Oh, it's open last year. Hold on. Mario uh, Land on Google. Supposedly, and I, I I think this is a rumor, but it might be further than a rumor. I haven't looked into it. But there's they're going to have Mario Land coming to Orlando. Orlando. This is so cool. <laughs> it is cool, right? Henry's a fan, yeah. I really want to oh, ride in the Yoshi's. Do you look at the Yoshi tram or what? If that's a ride, I don't know, but I love the Yoshi. Like Yoshi. Yoshi, can you hear? I don't think he can hear me, but we we're both we're we're like minded. Me and Henry, we get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Yoshi's his favorite character. Yeah. What? Uh, ask him what color. What what color? Um, Yoshi, Henry. Summer. Um. Oh. The green one? Yeah, that's Yoshi. That's Yoshi? Okay. What, what kind of, what version of Yoshi is your favorite? The green one or, or a different color? I like the green one and the blue one. He likes the green one and the blue one. Okay. My favorite Yoshi is the light the one blue one. What? Well, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta ask your dad permission if we can tra travel all the way to Japan to go to Nintendo Land. But. Maybe I went one day. To, I went to Universal in Florida to see the Harry Potter world, but if they have Mario Land come there, because like I told I, I told myself, I was like, you know what? I went to Florida once. I don't ever have to go to Florida again. Never again. <laughs> but if they bring Nintendo Land, that's a good way. That's a, that's that's something I want to see. I want to go to Nintendo Land. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Maybe if it, yeah, if, if it opens up in Orlando, I think we're more likely to be able to visit it. Plus, I also want to see Harry Potter World, so, yeah. Um, Harry Potter World at uh, Universal is in Florida is pretty, it's pretty amazing. It really nice. is amazing. Yeah. You go, <laughs> you get uh, on, in diagonality, you can get on the train and go to Hogwarts, and that train ride is pretty cool. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds really awesome. Like, something like a, definitely a bucket list kind of thing. And I feel like, I feel like Universal has currently in Universal in Florida has a lot of, a lot of franchises that they are not allowed to have anymore because Disney bought them because they have Springfield, which Disney now owns Simpsons. They have a whole oh. section to Marvel comics, which now Disney owns them. And so I feel like it would be really easy to cut that out and make it Nintendo land. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at Sonic. Yeah, that's it's what he's like 110% obsessed with. <laughs> the I I am really excited about the second movie. Seeing the trailer come out for Sonic 2. Oh yeah. You're are you excited for Sonic 2, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's going to be Sonic Tales in the Knuckles. Mhm. Mm they have three, they have two. They have three, they had two, and now they've got Knuckles. So, cool gang. Oh man. Yeah. Well, Knuckles is a bad guy. Well, is a bad guy. For now. <laughs> so to answer your question, I would I would do the cat bell for Super Mario World. Now for listeners who for may listeners. have forgotten what the question was, <laughs> <laughs> what Mario item would you want at the Mario Land? Like it doesn't. It doesn't have to be something that literally is there, something that you can actually physically own, but something from the video game. Like if you want the uh, if you want the backpack from Mario Sunshine, you can get the backpack from Mario Sunshine. Ooh, well, if it's if they're making like actual proper mer merchandise, either the cat bell or the like flame flower thingy. That one's cool. The cat bell. From Mario 3D. From Mario 3D, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the uh, blue turtle shell so I can throw it at whoever's ahead. Oh, no. smart. They, have a tiny one. they have a tiny blue turtle shell. No, they have a tiny mushroom. Oh, we have a tiny mushroom. Yeah, big one. So, oh, that makes you smaller. And then link on the old one. <laughs> if you had to pick uh, uh, something at Super Mario Land that's from the video game, what would you want? He would like Sonic. Uh, that's not from in Mario World. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they say he's not in the Mario world, but maybe they can work something out. <laughs> about Yoshi? Yoshi, probably. Yoshi, I can, like, I can handle Yoshi, yeah. yeah. I can accept Yoshi. <laughs> just because Sonic and just because Sonic and Mario uh, interacted in Smash Brothers doesn't mean they're in the same universe. No, yeah, I think they're just slightly parallel to each other, but not quite in there. Yeah, because I don't expect <laughs> Samus to be in Mario Land. That's just silly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We we will we will have uh, giant turtle with spike monsters and Koopas, but but God forbid Samus, no. Nope, can't happen. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's just ridiculous. Come on, <laughs> reality people. Yeah. Um, reality. But I figured that if I if I get the blue turtle shell, uh, I think that it would take out rich people. <laughs> I think if I just threw it up, it would zoom in on uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is uh, very Koopa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like Elon Musk could stand a benefit from a from a blue turtle shell. 
Then anyone who keeps like pushing the NFT thing. I hate NFTs so hard. (laughs) I I don't even know where to begin with this. It's just like, I say like, okay, like one of the best things about the internet. Okay, please don't do that, Henry. Okay, one of the best things about the internet (laughs) is the fact that we've been able to uh, spread as much artwork as possible, you know, and for those that get lucky enough to get like hit viral, they get like millions of, of followers, you know, and yeah, and they're able to kind of like build independent careers because they have a really strong following. And I and I worry that like NFTs is just going to continue to this like, like, oh, it's good. It's good for you. You can sell it. But then it, it, it kind of reduces the amount of like potential traffic you get to your own work, you know, and we kind of like saw like a real life version of this of like with like Game of Thrones. Part of the reason why the show got so popular was because everyone kept on like pirating it for free. But then they saw this is a really great show. Maybe we should get the actual HBO subscription. And that's kind of what helped it like gain the whatever popularity that it got. I'm not gonna even touch the whole season eight thing because that's a whole other topic. But I'm just saying like, that's what kind of helped bring it to the level of popularity that it got to. And uh, yeah, and I think NFTs are gonna just kind of cut people off at the at the feet if they do that. I feel like it's probably a fad. It's good probably mm-hmm. well people are making lots of money on them. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh there uh, eventually there will be laws against NFTs. That's my theory because it's not I can't remember exactly all of the details but I have heard that they're very not environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah. That's another big thing too. Like the amount of processing or processors or servers um, it needs Abby? to power it all um bad for the environment and i feel like I, there should definitely be laws against that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well fingers crossed but we'll see so. we'll see uh I, I remember i was reading this article that said uh someone someone said something about how in um how it isn't environmentally friendly but it balances itself out because all the people who love NFTs also like helping out the planet. So they'll donate to planet, they'll donate to green companies. It's like, no, that doesn't, that's not how balancing out works. It's just don't yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. Henry, I'll be with you in a second, okay? Can you please <laughs> just show attack the Gerudo girls? Go, you have my permission. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you you have done a lot of shows and whenever i think about shows a lot of times uh there there is the good memories but i always love remembering some of the weirder experiences not the creepy experiences because they can get really scary but the weird experiences (laughs) that was a laugh uh do you have a story i have many stories like as far as like weird or interesting or funny like I have a lot. Um, so the, fortunately this didn't happen to me, but this did like happen to my my buddy Tristan. Um, and there is this guy at Comic Fest who kind of had like this interesting like gray, like galactic suit. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's like a reference from a sci-fi show. Um, Tristan himself is, a, he's an independent comic book creator that has his own sci-fi series called um, The Adventures of Tarek Zion. Really, really cool. And I totally recommend it. Um, and so he starts talking to him about like, oh, they start nerding out about sci-fi and then space and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I look over there from my table. I'm like, oh, nice. That looks very nice. An hour goes by. The dude is still there. And I'm like, wow, he's 
yeah, they're making friends, cool. Another hour goes by, I'm like, he's still there. Three hours went by of this guy just talking Tristan's ear off about like whatever was on his mind. And he did not buy a single thing at the end of that. Which is just like, dude, like, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't think it like, but he was still able to like step aside or at least that's what I hope, you know, when people who actually wanted to like make sales, but it's a, it's a different vibe like at a show when you see somebody already talking to the person at the table, because then you're just like, oh, they're busy, I'll come back. And then you get sidetracked. So it's just like, so as a quick PSA for con etiquette, like um, it's nice to meet people, but you know, we're trying to meet a lot of people. Don't don't hog all their time. And and if you are gonna hog their time, like fucking buy something if that's what you're gonna do. Like show your support. So and and I've had those kind of encounters where someone will talk my ear off and then they'll like uh, they'll buy so much of my merchandise. I'm like, good, good. If, if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna invest my time to hear to talk to you for a few hours. <laughs> and you buy stuff then my investment is fine i'm, I'm down with talking let's talk yeah. <laughs> um what are some of the weird experiences that you've encountered personally <laughs> well this was like the last comic fest before the world decided to to go on lockdown um and i think you were there and so matt dumford who i think it was chairman at the time of comic fest um we're all like in like the hotel like bar just you know, hey, it's exciting. It's, you know, the first day. It's nice to see everybody. Um, and I'm talking to you and you go and you're like, oh, that, that guy that's with Matt. Um, and we don't have, we don't have to, we don't We're have to put details of the old guy. <laughs> we don't have to put details of the old guy that we're going to totally call out. <laughs> right. Well, okay. There is a dude who um, has, is well known. Had a, he's well known. And apparently he, he has a history of making other girls at shows uncomfortable or something. And you're like, you warn me, I'm like, mm, and I'm like, and then like literally not two minutes go by after I'm like, yeah, thanks for the heads up. Matt is like, Andy, someone would like to meet you. And I'm like, okay. And it's that guy. And I'm like, great. <laughs> and so and I'm trying to be polite. I'm like, okay, hi, it's nice to meet you. And he kisses me on the hand, but like in a very like, <laughs> I'm like, I, okay. We're, we're in this situation and he's like, honey, like, let me tell you, do you know what an it girl is? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes, and, and I think it was Greta Garbo that said it, sometimes you got it and sometimes you don't. And honey, you got parts of it. And I'm like, was this a read? <laughs> like, I've got parts of it, okay. And um, and so, yeah, and, and I mean, and he drew me a nice like picture. Um, and the picture itself was nice and I like I kept that but it was just kind of like a funny like the timing of it with you just going like you know watch out for him and then like two seconds later I'm like I could see where people might find this uncomfortable to be in as in me being uncomfortable by him kissing me on the hand for some reason like and on top of all this like <laughs> like right when everyone is just like maybe we should start wearing masks and hand sanitizing no we're just gonna start kissing people on the hand and just see what happens so so yeah, that's that's kind of one of the weirder stories. <laughs> one uh, one one thing about like male privilege is that I don't I don't see this stuff. Like uh, all of the older creepy dudes are totally cool with me, and I hear I hear stories about them. But if yeah. I ever see it firsthand, I have no problem 
calling out an old person, no matter how famous they are. I will start shit. I don't care. <laughs> Even though I might right. get banned. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's like, and I was watching a video um, from a YouTuber, Jesse Gender, who I recommend because she's my new favorite. Um, but she was kind of talking about how, um, like where cancel culture turns into, you know, are we, are we canceling the, the very systems that like created these people in place? Or are we just trying to kind of like cut them out as a means of like, okay, we, we, we solved the big bad and now everything is fine again, you know, while ignoring the fact that it's the systems that keep creating new villains that keep coming forth. So with all that being said, like call people fucking out, you know, and, and, it, and it's something that I kind of struggle with just because I get, like I said, kind of circling back for a conversation at the start of this, you know, I, I get really frustrated and, and exhausted by like the constant combativeness because it's if it's somebody that you love, it's it it can be heartbreaking to kind of hear that they're capable of being pretty hurtful to other people. And sometimes people choose to acknowledge that and other people choose to just double down, like, nope, you're the one who's wrong. Fuck you, you know? And and I'm just like, okay, cool. I wanted to share an experience that hurt me and you know, explain why I want to keep away from that person. And then you call me a bunch of names. So, all right, this is where we're at, I guess. So it's kind of made me like, unfortunately, like more hesitant to kind of personally call people out, even though I know that's like why they get away with what they get away with. But, um, but yeah, I, I just try to like dance that line between like, you know, do I have the emotional bandwidth to get into it with somebody today? Or am I just gonna like focus on my own mental health and just, you know, and and my choice for the most part is just I'm just gonna remove myself from the situation. I'm just I'm tired, you know. Now that I know their true colors, fine. But I'm just gonna take a step back and then, you know, warn people if if they ask about them. But yeah, I'm I'm very tired. <laughs> and that's why I feel like I can call people out or I I will start shit because mm -hmm. there are people that have to deal it and specifically women that have to deal with that shit so much where the fatigue is real and the exhaustion is real and they don't want to have to ruin their day just because this asshole decided to be creepy. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have to deal with that all the time. The creeps like to hide their creepiness from me. And so if I get to see the creepiness, if I get to witness the creepiness, I'm like, all right, game on, let's do this. I'm a privileged dude, let's, let's, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Hold on, Henry. I'm, I'm almost done. Okay. I'm almost done. I know the Pokoblins <laughs> and the Moblins look great. I like your Major Majora's mask. That's why they get confused. So in the game, you can put on the Majora's mask and then you blend in with all the bad guys. And they don't attack you. Well, there you go. Yeah. This, we can easily divide this, this podcast episode into like fun facts about Breath of the Wild and like art stuff. Uh, I'm just hearing <laughs> tips on being a bully. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's rephrase. Uh, fun, uh, tips on how to terrorize the villagers of, of Hyrule in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, all you have to do is wear a mask. Wear a yeah. mask. Wear a mask, people. Wear a mask, people. <laughs> wear the Majora, Majora's mask or this kind, you know, whichever you prefer. Wear masks and you'll be able to bully people with, with no consequences. <laughs> there we go. That's why we have Twitter. <laughs> Um, you've done a few shows during the pandemic. Um, have, I've done yeah. only one show, but are, are you going to be at Comic Fest? I am going to be at Comic Fest, yeah. How um, does it feel to do a show during the pandemic? Interesting. Um, 
I am, it helps that I'm fully vaxxed and boosted and the people who live with me in my household are also vaxxed and boosted. Um, and I don't think I was doing any shows. Okay, that's not true. I did one show. Um, so I did one show in the middle of the pandemic and it's, it, it was one of those things where it was kind of in the midst of the, of the George Floyd protest. And it was a show that specifically talked about elevating, like, especially like black women and trans women of color you know, to be more inclusive in these conversations about, you know, black lives and, you know, the oppression that the black community still faces today. So I did a show and, and, um, and I enjoyed it, but it was very, I kind of like stuck to the wall. I kept my mask on the whole time. Um, and it, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm glad to be here. I probably won't do any more of these. Cause like it's, it, it got really nerve wracking. Um, then after I got like the vaccine, I felt a little bit more comfortable. And at the time I thought more people would get vaccinated and things would be a little bit normal. And then that went into a different direction. So, um, and then, you know, at, in the middle of that, like I met my boyfriend and he's understandably very um, cautious. Cause as you can see with the five-year-old, he's got a five-year-old. Um, and, you know, so after the FDA approved like vaccines for kids um, and Henry got vaccinated, that's when I, I felt like a little bit more comfortable doing more more art shows. And and again, like I kept on wearing a mask and, and you know, kept some common sense. I wasn't just like, you know, like licking everyone's faces. Like, Hello, not that I do otherwise, just to be clear. <laughs> um, but uh, there was one show in the middle of S September that like, that did get me. Um, and it's a show I'm not, and, and I don't want like people to think like, oh, it's the organizer's fault. It's just at the end of the day, like I signed up for what I signed up for. Um, it just, on top of everything, I didn't make many sales. So it was just kind of like, yeah, this show definitely wasn't worth it. But, um, but, uh, I ended up, I, I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think I ended up getting the Omicron variant from that show. If not, maybe from his kindergarten, but you know, the timing just kind of seemed like it was probably more likely from that. Um, and I, I got very lucky where like the Omicron just gave me like mild cold system, mild cold symptoms and that's it. Um, but the thing is, I didn't find out that I had this until like two weeks after because the rapid test that I took at home came back negative, but the PCR test that took two weeks for me to get back, that came back positive. So, so that was my doing shows during the pandemic experience. Um, so that's why I haven't been doing any shows since then. Um, and that was in like early December. So, um, yeah, I don't really want to, uh, roll the dice again you know, and if I, you know, well, I did, since I had Omicron, I'm not worried about getting that again for a while, but we don't know if there's going to be like, you know, an Omega variant eventually. It's just, it's something that just keeps changing and, and mutating. So we'll, you know, like, oh, the Omega variant, like, uh, an arm will grow out of her face. Like, oh, great. Let's not do that. You know, who we don't know <laughs> what's around the corner. So at this point, I'm just like, I'm tired and you know, with all that, with all that said, I'm, I'm very excited for <laughs> and I'm hoping, I, um, I, I have a speak, I have a spit shield, a spit guard that I, I, during, uh, for free comic book day last year in July, I use a spit guard at my booth and it has like a little, like it, it's elevated a little bit. So I was able to do payments and do drawings and slide it under the, the, the spit guard. So I'm going to have that and I'm going to be masked up. Um, I don't know if I, if, if Dumford invites people to go out gooning, as he likes to put it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be willing to, unless it's at a patio outside area. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do pay attention to the the draw. I do pay attention to how COVID cases in California and seeing it drop so suddenly is very hopeful. It does make me feel yeah. a little more comfortable. Um, because I look at uh, I look at when I felt comfortable after the vaccine, and when we get to that level, I'll feel much more. <laughs> I'm already feeling safer seeing the charts. So yeah. that's. And we live in California, and I mentioned this in the Zoom, <laughs> I just mentioned this in the Zoom in the previous episode, that uh, in California, the sun is our friend, and the sun also hates COVID, so that's also very hopeful, because the sun yeah. will come back. <laughs> yeah. So. Anna, um, are you okay? Okay, why are you banging on the couch? The couch had it coming. Like it? The, yeah. Be careful. Don't break anything or hurt yourself, okay? Okay. Yeah, he's just like, wow, like wailing on the couch cushions. What was the town that he's uh, terrorizing? Uh, he was in Gerudo town. Now I think he's he's somewhere else. He's not in a town. He's like in a canyon in Hyrule. You're not in Hyrule? Where are you? He's in the Gerudo Desert Gateway, according to a little icon that popped up. And maybe the couch looks, looks <laughs> similar in the environment. I don't know. Maybe. I maybe. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great. Okay, I'm all right. I'm not. I'm. It's so weird because I'm not a gamer, so it gets really awkward when people ask me questions about video games. I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have the nerdy uniform but uh i don't play games it's just not something i care about you, you know here, here's the thing and I, and I explained this to my boyfriend he he is still struggling to come to terms with his own nerd identity and like and he's like but i'm not into anime or comics like you do he doesn't sound like that i'm just giving him that voice um and i'm like babe you're an engineer you're a nerd but you're like an actual smart nerd not like you know goofball over here that's like you know notice me senpai or whatever <laughs> so all that to say is like nerds come in all different shapes and sizes and, and have different interests and walks in life, but we're all part uh, of one big nerd culture. Your boyfriend's nerdiness is uh, profitable. It's, yeah, it makes yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he says he's not a nerd. And meanwhile, he'll be like, oh yeah, like a Sven Gulli episode, you know, 17 aired on, you know, March of 2009 showed the creature from the Black Lagoon. And I'm like, and he knows like all these like really niche trivia about like, and Sven Gulli is kind of like a, like a horror movie host thing based out of Chicago where, you know, he's originally from Illinois. And so I'm just like, you claim you're not a nerd and yet you could like go to Jeopardy and win like all the Sven Gulli categories because you've watched that so, so often. He says he's not a nerd? Yes, I know. And that I doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> I think he like equates nerds with just like, you know, like again, me. It's like, no, it just means senpai, like that kind of otaku side. Hello. I think he needs to go to more horror conventions because there's a whole there's a whole community of horror nerds. I'm from Illinois. <laughs> You're from Illinois, that's right. He's all Henry's also from Illinois. That's where he was. Oh, gotcha. And my mommy. And your mommy, yeah. Yeah, everyone was born in Illinois except for me. <laughs> I was born in Oceanside. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's strange because uh, I don't know how people don't know that nerdiness is just being passionate about silly shit. Um, Pretty much. Like, 
<laughs> and I feel like I feel like him being passionate about horror and him being passionate about engineering. That's useful. That's actually very helpful, and people are, are going to benefit from that. But him exactly. knowing about him knowing about really obscure details in horror, it's not going to help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it helps me with my like creative ideas. Like I was asking him, like, what babe, what's the difference between like a thriller and a horror? And he's like. Okay, well, if you look at this film that came out in 1955, that one was framed as one of the early horror films. But this film that came out in 2007, which was like the remake of it, had, had a more thriller angle. And I'm like, see, you know these things. You're a nerd too. <laughs> That's super nerdy. Yeah, That's yeah. super nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring out, when you can bring out details of how movies uh, differ, different... It, it, uh, how movies are very similar but can also be divided in subcategories that's some nerdy shit <laughs> nerdy shit <laughs> what would you recommend what 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 words of advice would you give to an artist that because you you mentioned earlier that you look at different kind of like uh levels of artistry that you want to achieve that you're like oh i want to get to that point i want to get to that point what words of advice would you give to someone who also similarly wants to climb the ladder of skill? Um, two big things. One, practice fundamentals. I know it's more fun to draw like Sailor Moon or whatever, or Demon Slayer right off the bat. Um, and, and that's fun too. But if you really want to, if you really consider this as like a serious, like, Ooh, I really want to do this, um, practice the fundamentals. Um, and it helps out, um, thanks to like a lot more YouTube videos, the information for like, you know, how to specifically work on shading or how to specifically work on anatomy. Like that information is a lot more available to us than it was when I was like 13. Whereas before, like you had to like pay like 50 bucks for a big specific art book or whatever. So, so practice the fundamentals and look to YouTube or other resources that are, that are free and affordable if you're really passionate about it. And then the second big thing is, um, it's good to to find inspiration from others, but don't compare yourself to other people because that is the path to madness. And I, I should know, I've been down it many a time. <laughs> so, and, and, and now like with my own artwork, it helps that I'm a lot more confident and because I worked really, really hard, it didn't just appear out of nowhere. Um, I really, I can't talk. I worked really hard to kind of gain the, the skill level where I'm at now. Um, but I know that I'm not like, you know, there, I'll, I know that there's room for improvement. And so I use these other artists work as like inspiration to work on my own self-improvement. But before I used to just be like, oh, I'm not like, you know, Sakimi-chan or, or, or Lowish or all these other like million follower Instagram artists. And, and, tr and again, it's just like, they, they put in the work, they, they honed their own talent. And a lot of it too, as far as like going viral, I've realized a lot of it just comes down to luck. Um, and they were lucky enough to where, you know, they were at the, the skill level they were at that was very, very good, right as, you know, DeviantArt and Instagram was kind of becoming more popular. So they just kind of grew along with the platforms. But someone like me, that's just kind of sort of coming along. Like I just hit a thousand plus followers recently. And to me, that's a big deal, but I'm not like millions and millions, nor am I trying to go for that anymore. Um, and I think just kind of understanding like, I need to focus more on my skill. I, I, I can't put the energy into like, oh, why am I not famous yet? You know, because that's that's not a good mindset to have. <laughs>